Welcome back to Throne Hands. It's been a little minute, but it's me, it's Jarrett. Jarrett, what's up, man? Not much, man. We're to get into a fun year at UFC, you know. For sure. We're we're gonna have a we're gonna get a lot of content out for you guys. Um righty. So we're gonna go to the fight we were gonna the thing got switched around. We have our notes. We're gonna do what we, we did in our notes. Um so we have got um, Claudia Ribeiro versus Abdul Razak Al Hassan. Judo Judo Thunder was his nickname. I know he changed it, um, but uh, there's not really too much to speak on here. This is just a prominent name in the prelims. Oh, just another name to watch out for: Charles Johnson, Jimmy Flick. That's a good fight. Um, but yeah, um, I think Al Hassan can uh will probably knock him out. In my opinion, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, definitely. This is Ribeiro's uh, debut. So, you know, he's uh, 5-0 and uh, in his previous MMA career, you know. He had a 25-second uh, KO in the Dana White Contender Series. It was a combined 5-0 and in Thunder and Elite Fight Night. All of those were KOs. You know, he has he has power. It's a it's an up-and-coming fighter that's good to put in on short notice or make a debut out of it for a Apex card. But I think I'm going to take the... Uh, older guy you know a guy who has 10 fights under his belt you know yeah um yeah al hassan 11 and 5 coming into it um but yeah this is a tough debut it's a tough debut so uh, if ribeiro can pull it off credit to that guy yeah all righty umar nurmagomedov versus hyoni barcelos dude no one wants to fight nurmagomedov um he won't uh I guess we could talk about this now. This is the thing yeah. is Habib is not uh he's basically done with MMA. I think he's trying to sell his stake in Eagle FC. Correct me if I'm wrong, but he's not coaching anymore. He won't I don't I'm pretty sure it was just announced he won't uh corner his cousin Umar. He won't be cornering Mahachev, I guess, for all for what's being worth. Yeah. Uh, for all that's worth, um, unless he changes his mind, which wouldn't surprise me. But I'm not saying I don't Hayoni Barcelos is going to be easy, but um, uh, he will make it look easy. I think. Absolutely. I think it'll be brutal. Yeah, coming off a unanimous decision and two submissions, I think he does it again, uh, most likely by sub. You know, Proving yeah. Let's see, his wrestling's different. Um, it's he shoots for takedowns quicker than basically any other bantamweight I've ever seen. So. We'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Hetland Vieira versus uh, Raquel Pennington. Uh, congrats to Raquel Pennington and uh, Tisha Torres. Tisha Pennington now, I'm pretty sure. But they're having a kid. Uh, congrats to them. Uh, they're doing their thing. Um, but Hetland Vieira uh, coming off a very controversial de- uh, decision win over Holly Holm. 
there's no way she won three rounds in that fight. Holly Holm had control controlled a very large majority of the fight. Uh, Pennington, I'm she's she's always been in the top five. I'm just waiting for her to break through, and I think she needs this one to break through. Yeah, absolutely. There's a definite test, you know, out of those. Um, she's on a four fight win streak with a submission over the number eight fighter, unanimous decision over the number seven. Um, you know, she has two losses to Holly, a loss to Nunez that kind of have stopped her um, ascension up to the top tier in this bantam weight. But, you know, this is a fight right here, like you said, where if she wants to get her name into the tier of Nunez and like that, again, she's going to need to win this on Saturday. Um, Vieira, after that, uh, after before that split with Holly, had that unanimous decision against uh, Misha Tate, too. Um, Vera, I just think, has a little bit more power. Um, you know, Raquel goes from the clinch a lot, you know. Uh, she throws in a lot of Muay Thai. Vieira's more judo. Um, it's it's a good matchup, you know. I was saying to you, I think this, this is probably the one that I'm second uh, most excited about. It's probably the fight that I'm the second most excited about. Yeah, it, it's going to be – you're right, man. It's going to be an interesting matchup, but – I hate. I I think Vera will get take this one. To be honest, I I like Ra- Raquel Pennington a lot. Yeah, I I want Pennington to win, but I think Vera gets it done by decision. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, it's I just don't see many places that Raquel Pennington can win, but I hope she does. She's very, she's been around a hot minute. I hope she gets back to the title picture. But to a middleweight men's bout, uh, Punahele Soriano versus uh. Roman Kopolov, um this is going to be a fun fight. Um, if Punahele Soriano keeps it standing, he's going to win. I know Kopolov can grapple very well, though. Um, yeah. um, he just has a body that looks like he can squeeze, but he's won 89% of his fights by TKO. He can get it done anywhere. Um, yeah. But Soriano. what's your thoughts on this one? Soriano is a D3 All-American. Uh, in wrestling, so I like him coming off a real good uh, knockout over Dolce Lungumbula, who we covered a couple weeks ago. Um, also had a his two losses in the UFC are to a split decision loss to Maximov and a unanimous decision loss to Brendan Allen. Um, I'm gonna take Soriano. Um, I think it could go either way. I like. I think it's gonna be a lot of bang and go on their feet, but uh, I'm just gonna go. Uh, We'll go out on a limb on this one, and I'll go uh, Soriano by knockout, even though I think it's real close. Yeah, it is real close. Um, Odds show it, too. It's minus 20. Um, or no, that's 160, 130. So, I mean, it's mm-hmm. even for a slight um, favor. Yeah, and, I mean, Kopolov has – he could strike, too, but his, his takedown defense is phenomenal, 87% at middleweight. Yeah, and Soriano doesn't really shoot for offense either, so it's that's very true. But when he does shoot, he's very accurate, sixty yeah. percent on the takedown. So it this is a I find this to be fascinating matchup. So it, it's gonna end brutally. Um, I think I think Soriano gets it done. I've always liked him. A little mm-hmm. bit of bias probably, but you know it is what it is. All righty, Dan Ige versus Damon Jackson. Um. Damon Jackson, his last loss was against Ilya Taporia. I mean, you can't blame the guy for losing to Ilya Taporia. The dude, the dude will probably be champ one day. Yeah, but absolutely. he's uh, beat Kirk 
Argetta and uh, Pat Sabatini. This is his, this is his first ranked matchup. I'm pretty sure. I mean, Dan Ige. Whenever he has lost, it was Cater. He lost to uh, Zombie. He lost to Josh Emmett. I mean, he's on a three fight losing streak against. So that's three of the last four, but against the best of the best, and Jung Emmett Evloev. Like you can't blame him for losing. Yeah. And I think this the purpose of this fight is maybe we get a new guy in the top 15 or we get Ige back on track. Absolutely, because what his last uh Ige's last ranked win was a split decision win over uh Barbosa. And since then, like you said, all of his losses were to the five, the six, seven, and ten. Um, definitely trying to mix stuff up there at Feather is what I think this is for. Too. Yeah. Um this is this is a fun this. It's it's not a name heavy card, but if you know what you're talking about, this is a fun card. Yeah. So I'm gonna take Dan Ige in this. I like him a lot. Um but I will say Damon Jacks can crack. Yeah. And I it, Dan Ige's gotta be real wise when he goes into the pocket. So yeah. what do you think? I definitely think it's sticking to a decision either way, but I'm I'm gonna agree with you and give Ige the edge on this one. I just don't see it going in Jackson's favor. It's gonna be a great fight though. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I know Ige has good boxing too, so I don't know. It's it's a close one, and the odds are it's a pick'em pretty much. All right, interesting this stuff happened. Um, so Kevin, uh, Kevin Gastelum, uh, he's the replacement legend. Um, he hasn't fought in sixteen months, sadly, but for a very good reason. He lost he lost teeth. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and it looks like he got like um. Uh, a, like Matt rash on his face. Like it, it looked like he just got pile drived in the mat or something. So, uh, Sean Strickland, the man of the, the man himself, uh, with the Wednesday legend, when it comes to the press conferences, yeah. um, he, he's stepping up a uh, first main event of this year, last main event of last year. Um, at a, in a light heavyweight bout, of course, he's not, they're not going to make him cut. That'd be ridiculous. Um, but I'm, inter- I'm actually interested to see Sean Strickland that light heavyweight, see wh- how he performs. Yeah. Um, but Imamov is such a tough fight on short notice. This yeah. is not, especially when it comes to grappling. I mean, we saw what he did to uh, Shabazian. I'm yeah. not saying Shabazian's on the level of Strickland, but that Wait. was pretty brutal. And Imamov, he's, he's no joke. No, not at all. This is it's a tough fight for Strickland to take, you know. It's just it's hard to it's hard to pick him in this, you know. Um, I think if it's a full camp and stuff, now I mean some people are gonna say like he was just coming off of a camp, but after that camp, what you have all the holidays and stuff, like and you can't tell me you're in there practicing and sparring every day like he usually does over those holidays. Um Two lost skid coming into it, you know, knockout to prayer, and then just a couple weeks ago against Cannoneer. Um, I'm going to take Imavov in this one, uh, probably by decision. I think this one goes the distance. I will too. And let's talk about Strickland for a second. He, it, it, If he loses this fight, and we'll talk more about this in the review, but if he loses this fight, he's in a weird position. He's in an, He put himself in an awful position for this. Like, if he loses this, he drops – so much in the rankings but you know good fighters like that don't necessarily care about the rankings and put everything into it it's just now he's got to start back over and you know he's going to get a tough fight where it's one of those outside guys who are younger 
who are going to be coming in trying to get ranked, you know, um, he's going to start getting hitters like that instead of just trying to keep his name up there. So Yeah, and, and Sean Strickland can't fight this fight like he's sparring. Th- yeah. that, I think that would be a pro- – like, that's how he fights a lot because he just goes 100% the whole time. But yeah. I, I, I worry about his takedown defense. He hasn't really fought – he's a good wrestler. He fought Jack Ermanson. He out-wrestled him because mm-hmm. I don't think Ermanson was necessarily expecting that. So credit to Sean Strickland for that. But I think Imamov just on another level, man. Yeah. And I think when we look at the future of the division, you got um, Andre Muniz, people like that who can really grapple. Mm-hmm. And like right now, strikers at the top of the division. Vittori might be the best grapple in the top five. Vittori. Yeah. That says anything. Uh, I'm not discrediting Vittori. He's awesome. But Vittori and Strickland are training together now, too. That's pretty. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Um, but it's just, I don't, I, I think Sean looks hesitant after getting knocked out by Pereira too. I, I mean, I, I think anybody would be, <laughs> be hesitant about that. Very true. I mean, do you, do you want to go into a uh, cannoneer's range after getting blasted by? No, I'm good. I don't want to go in any of their ranges. Honestly. <laughs> no, I don't. I'm strong. Strickland can hit too. It's not, uh, yeah. he's not going to put you out with one, but he can string some combination together. The, the yeah. way Strickland wins this fight is he needs to use his jab so perfectly that he that Imamov can't find a lane to just take him down, wrap up the legs. Yeah. He's gonna have to fight this so smartly. And he, he's gotta make it boring. He can't he can't he can't let him into range. He's gotta win it by decision. He's not gonna knock him out probably. Because he yeah. doesn't throw uppercuts. Right. So it's I respect Strickland for this. But I don't think it was the best move. <laughs> it's weird. I mean, I, I mean, credit to him, he took it. Money. <laughs> yeah, he pro- that's pro- he's probably why he wanted to do it. Yeah. But you're not going to get Chris Curtis to come in there, um, because he just fought. He just won. He does he doesn't need to come in there? I guess Sean Strickland probably found a need to come in there. Yeah. But I, I, dang man, I. And you can't really drop that one after having Shavkat drop, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that fight, you don't want to have another fight fall through, and then who's your who's your main event then, you know? Yeah, you can't – yeah, you lost the, you lost the least talked about prospect, um, in my opinion. Well, he's a contender. He's top 10. Mm-hmm. But people don't talk about Shavkat Rachmanov in the same name as uh, Hamzat, um, yeah. which I think is crazy. Oh. It is. It is. He's he's inc- he's inc- he's incredible. <laughs> but dude, we we have so much news to talk about. Let's just get right into that, man. Uh, uh, the first thing we need to address, um, I'm sure you all saw the Dana White video with his uh, wife at the nightclub. Here's what I'll say: it's wrong. Um, there's no question about it, um, and I'm not going to speak on it too too much. Because I think that um, it's it's a domestic um, it's a domestic thing, and it's not really any of our business. Um, yeah. Dana White's owned up to it one hundred percent. Yeah, I can't um, say more about how he's handled it. Um, but I it's it's not really my business to get into. Um, you know, if he just went up to a woman at the club, I'd probably just a random woman and did that. I'd probably have, but yeah. there may be. I'm not going to say there's a problem. I don't know. They both said this hasn't happened. 
it's just unfortunate. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm cool. I'm not touching on it too much if you're. Yeah. There's a lot, a lot of stuff that we can say, but it's. Pretty... It, it, it's already been said. I mean, yeah. this is our first episode. We haven't been around. This is our first episode in like. Yeah. Weeks. Well, we haven't recorded in like three and a half weeks. Uh, our last episode came out about two weeks ago. A break. Yeah, we had a break. So, um, yeah, let's just hope they get their stuff worked out. It's unfor- it's very unfortunate, but we I hope they get it worked out. I don't, especially for their kids, man. Yeah. Um. Okay. Um. So, uh, and got and got his head coach. I, I think is Eric Nixick. Uh, is optimistic that the F- Jones fight will happen, according to Mike Heck of MMA Fighting. Uh, fifty fifty. It takes place in March. So it seems like contract negotiations are good. But there's a tweet from Cyril Gone calling out John Jones. And I'm so disappointed that it probably won't happen due to the yeah. fact that this news came out because that's the fight I want to see. Yeah, I th- I think so too because honestly, overall the break I heard I saw like three or four different stories that said confirmed Francis Ngannou is a free agent separated from the UFC, and then it was from confirmed by rumors. So like, there's still talks of him not even fighting in the UFC, you know. And I'd love to see a Cyril Gon versus John Jones fight too. But, you know, heavyweight, we talked about it a little bit. Heavyweight's in a in a little bit of a standstill here, you know, kind of the belt's being held up a little bit. And I like Francis. It's just, it's been, it's been a little while, you know? Yeah. And, and you can't blame him with the contract stuff. Yeah. He does deserve to get paid a little more. <laughs> yeah. yeah. To be honest. But I'm glad John Jones got that worked out. So. Yeah. It's no longer on him. I think that that's the thing I've said. He he wanted to fight in 2022. Uh, apparently, Stipe didn't sign or he didn't want to fight. I don't blame Stipe if that's the truth. <laughs> I wouldn't want to fight John Jones either. But um, here's what Nick Six said. Um, obviously, there hasn't been anything he announced yet with the contract and when they're and where they're at. So 50-50 for me. I'm hoping for this thing. Fingers crossed we can get the deal done. If it's not March, maybe it's April or May or something like that. I don't know that they're shooting for. I do know that they're shooting for March and that John Jones is the opponent. Everything else is out of my hands. But if they tell me, hey, we're fighting March 4th, we'll get our guy ready. That's for sure. You can't ask for more than that at this point. So it's going to happen, guys. I'm 99% sure of it. Just a matter of when. And I hope it's sooner rather than later because I want John Jones to get that belt and he's getting older by the day. Yeah. Here's my thing with that, though, man. He was picking with his food with with these other opponents. I think he's he's motivated now. That's scary. Yeah. So <laughs> we'll see what happens. So what um, news did you have, Jared? I, I got a bunch, man. I I think one that was cool that relates to what we talked about in the news segment last episode, kind of staying around that money problem, is Bryce Mitchell went from saying he had the flu and he fought that fight because then he needed money, and then he took time and said, "All right." Forget that. I'm done with the sport. I need time away and basically like half retired on Twitter. And then a little bit later called out Volk and O'Malley. So I, I didn't get to text you at all about those Twitter exchanges, but Bryce Mitchell's been all over my feeds a little bit. I, I think it's just, it's just hard, man. I mean, yeah. I don't it's think gotta be a grind. mental grind. Yeah, be. I'll give it to him when he's, he was talking to Brett Okamoto. He was like, yeah, I, I lost credit to he's he's very good. Like he made no excuses. He didn't make any excuses about oh well he wasn't really that good. I was just sick. He acknowledged that Taporia is good. 
Now, yeah. should he have come out and said he was sick? I don't think you should. I wouldn't do that um, personally, but you know, that's his decision. I'm not going to criticize him for it. Um, but yeah, you make it's it's interesting. It's a mental thing, man. I've never done combat sports, but I, I it, a loss just seems a lot more personal, and especially since he was undefeated at what 14 and 0, something like that. That'd just be too hard. I don't understand why. Uh, I know Perrin also was like, I don't know if this is for me at the end of his uh, fight with Rosas. So yeah. it, it's, it's, it, yes, you wrestled Jared, but like, we don't understand what they go through. No, like, as tough as wrestling is, like, the UFC and MMA is the highest, the UFC is the highest level of MMA, which is a mix of every single combat sport in the world. Like, it's insane what these guys are training. Like they're going on wrestling practice on Tuesday, then boxing on Wednesday, then jujitsu on Thursday. Like they're doing everything, like mix in judo, Muay Thai. Like they got so much to remember, so many different styles, stances, stuff like that. Just so much going on. And then add in the cutting weight and the contact. It's just, it's got to be draining, you know? Yeah. But, and, you know, oh, shoot, I wouldn't think straight after any of that. So I don't know. Not even, not even talking about like the brain stuff that goes into it, you know? Yeah. Wow. Well, I wouldn't be able to think straight after any of that. So, you know, Bryce Smith will get back at it. I'm not concerned about him. He's 29. Yeah. <laughs> but I was going to say the next one was um, Aljamain. It's supposedly uh... about the torn bicep, you know, stuff in that division. We We talked about that. Um, on the predictions a little bit with Cejudo trying to get back in. Um, Aljamain, if he is hurt, throws a rock into a pond with that one, you know, mixes it up even more than what it was. The so, Bantamweight's a mess. It is. It is. It really is. It's a fun uh, mess. I, I'd say it's the opposite. Oh, I agree. It's the opposite type of mess than what light heavyweight is, you know? Or welterweight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Like, no – the divisions being held up in welterweight and light heavyweight. It's the same reason in light heavyweight as bantamweight in the sense your your Prohaska's shoulder is screwed up. Yeah. And we don't know what's going to happen because if Glover wins next Saturday, he could say, I want to finish on top. You can't blame the guy. He's a legend. Um, but here's what I think they should do. I don't know if you would agree with me. But they, as much as I love Corey Sanhagen, they got to can Cheeto and Sanhagen and they got to make an interim belt for March with uh, O'Malley and Cheeto. Yep. And I think to get Cejudo back into the mix, you got to make Sanhagen uh, Cejudo. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot, actually. And uh, I don't want I, – I love Corey Sanhagen. I don't want him to get canned for his sake. But if I were a matchmaker, I'd be like, hey, man, I'll pay you a few more hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. But we have to make this happen, and we need this – and you guarantee the O'Malley Cheeto rematch for the belt, right? Because that's never it's it's never guaranteed in fighting. You never know what's going to happen, right? And this is this this could be the chance. So, yeah, that's what I think will happen. Um, but you know, I hope Sterling gets his bicep work uh sorted out, and you know, we'll see. I hope it. I hope he does because he as much as you know he does annoy me a little bit with his antics sometimes. But the Duke can fight. Yeah. <laughs> and then i think other than uh i had habib retiring and stuff that happened with dana moving away from the ufc i what i thought i didn't get to text you about this either was um what went on with bellator bellator and risen did that 
five fight five fight like card. Oh, the co-promotion? Yeah. So they it's a huge deal. A ton of people ready to watch and stuff. They sent out the results the day before the pay-per-view. They they posted who won before the live event. Here's what it was. Here's what happened. So they had it live in Japan. Okay. But what happened was, first off, tape delays these days. It's not like you know the late seventies when you can tape delay something. No one knows what's gonna. No, no one knows what's happened. Right. Right. But today you tape delay something so it can be shown in the U.S. at a at a good time. The results are gonna be out anyway. So that's what happened. It's not necessarily that you know. Oh, it came out before it was live. It already happened. It was on tape delay in the U.S. Okay, I see what you mean. I that's why I meant to say. It. I thought you were. I got you. Yeah, I, it was on tape delay in the U.S. I I couldn't believe that when I saw it because I was like, oh, I'm I'm excited to see. And Japan's like what sixteen hours ahead. Uh yeah. Something like that. So like, you there's no optimal time. <laughs> yeah. Um, what else you got, man? Uh, just the last thing. I mean, I I hate bringing it up. We brought it up a little bit. Uh, I think the last show talking about news, but um, you, you can't not talk, talk about it because there's so many UFC fighters being drawn into it, but Jake Paul and PFL. Oh, you know, we didn't talk about this. Okay. We got to talk about it. What's your thoughts? I know. Um, same as always. I think he's just, I think he's just like a tumor for the sport. Like I just, I can't, I just don't like it. Like, I just don't think it's genuine fighting, man. I think it's fighting for more towards, the money and for show than just fighting MMA as a sport. Like it's, I don't like it. I don't like what he did to boxing. I think it turned boxing like illegitimate. You know what I mean? It turned it into a free show. Yeah. yeah. Here's he, my he thing with Jake the- Paul in MMA, dude. He's going to get killed. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. I hope it just gets, gets put to rest immediately and, it, it'll it show what a joke it is. Uh, if you put Askren in there right now with him, it would it, there's it would be terrible. Askren no, would be playing with food. No, no training necessary for Askren. Like that's just that's on the ground. It's a completely different level of skill. Like Jake was Jake was a decent high school wrestler in Ohio. Logan He's was okay. A, yeah, he was like. Logan was good. Like Logan took like third in the state, but Jake was like 500 in Ohio and Ohio's decent wrestling, but like he was 500, you know, Ben Askren is a multiple time Hodge trophy winner, like made the world team multiple times. Like it's just, uh, uh, jujitsu world champion as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that. Like, like um, what, Jake, Jake Paul would have no chance. It wouldn't even be close. Like Brett Ashton landed no an overhand right on Jake Paul in boxing. He has, and he has no chance against Diaz either. If he does the boxing MMA deal that he was talking about, like it's oh, just, it's a joke. Yeah, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a PR thing for PFL, and you can't blame them to be honest. No. Um, and yes, uh, yeah, we're trying to get more money to the fighters with pay per views. But how much pay- how much pay per view is PFL really going to sell? And yes, Jake Paul will probably get them some more buys. But at the same time, it it it's just he's he's getting into a realm 
that he's not versed in. And I think Charles Jordan said something about this. He's like, we don't, not, we really don't do this for the money. We do it to win. Yeah. And that's what a lot of them are. And yes, yeah. I'm sure they would mind more money, but if they know that they could go to Bellator or PFL for that matter and get a lot more money, they know that. But the reason Jordan, um, fighters like that stay in the UFC is because they want to be the best. Yeah. And that's what they care about. Absolutely. Not the money. Because yeah. you see these guys show up for 12 and 12. They know they can go to Bellator and get 50 and 50, something like that. Uh, leave the UFC and get 50 and 50. But they want to be the best. Right. And that's – the, the UFC fighters have a completely different mentality. I'm not dissing Bellator fighters. Get your money. Do that. If that's what you're wanting to do, I fully respect that. Get money for fighting, playing a sport. Hell yes. Do it. But it's just a completely different mindset that these UFC fighters have, I think. I agree. I agree. It's 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 definitely a pay problem. I think I think what pay problems the UFC has is easily fixable though. Like I don't know if we talked about this on the last episode or two ago. It's been so long, I forget what we've been talking about. But um like they raised the pay-per-view prices. Yeah, to eight. Oh, yeah, we didn't talk to $80. They make less money and then they say, Hey, let's charge more for the people who are buying. Like, here's why they do that. So, it's actually, I think it's pretty simple. So, let's say I, I'm just going to make this easy. Um, let's say the pay per view is set at $40, right? Um, let's say 20 people buy it. Okay. But you raise the pay per view to 80 but they figured out that 15 people will buy it. Less people are buying the pay-per-view, but you're still making more money. Okay. And I think they're trying to find that balance to where what's the, it's just my, it's, and that's ESPN setting the prices, not the UFC. Okay. So in ESPN, that's how they've, that's what they've done to make money. They've raised the price of like having it on like a cable subscription, they have had less subscribers yet. They've made more money. Okay. Because that's just, it's just the business. I mean, it's money. They don't, they don't care about how many people view you. If one person's paid $300 billion to, to watch ESPN, do you think they care if they get two more people paying? No. So that's how, that's how it works. It's, it's all money when and ESPN raised the pay-per-view price. Cause it's probably in their deal with uh, the UFC uh, with their uh, contract. Uh, so it's, it's, <laughs> you, you learn a lot, I guess, when yeah. you, you learn a lot more about the sports business when it comes to UFC, I think, cause they're, it's a little more open to some extent. Yeah. Like, you know, NFL, you, you do get the NFL contracts, you get to read them, but you know, they speak about it more. So yeah, it's, it's crazy, man. I don't, yeah, I just if people were saying, you know, if more people would afford it, they'd pay for the pay-per-view. They, they know they can make more money. If they made it 20 bucks, they know more people would buy it, but they know they'd make more pay, making people pay 80. So that's all it is. That's yeah. all it is. Um, I'm trying to look to see if there's anything else. Um, oh, yeah, Brad Tafaras is out against uh, RoboCop. Hmm. RoboCop's a savage, dude. Let's do different. Um, oh, 
Artem Lob. One more thing. Artem Lobov is required to pay Conor McGregor's legal fees after his defamation uh, suit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, look, That's I'm not. I'm not a big legal politics guy, but if you're gonna pick your fights, pick them well. Yeah, and that was. Like, wasn't that wasn't that the deal where it was like, McGregor, offered him like a million dollars for it, and then, like he turned it down and then sued him for it, like. Something like that, yeah. Um, Come on. Crazy. Oh, this. Phil Baroni, former UFC fighter, um, might get 50 to 75 years for uh, allegedly uh, murdering his uh, girlfriend, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. For aggravated femicide. That's sick. Yeah. That's sick. That's wild. Yeah. That's that's that that that's wild. He had a he had a decent career too, man. Just fought for the uh middleweight strike force championship against Frank Shamrock. So he's been around a minute, but dang. Yeah. My condolences to her family. Um, but that's that's really it for that's all I got, man. Um do you have anything to add? No, I think I'm good. I think that was a great oh. episode. I'm sorry. I just thought of something. Uh, Dylan Dennis is a joke. You you pulled oh, out against God. KSI. You are a God. joke. This dude, yeah. he talks so much crap. And they, they removed the rehydration a- clause. You could have been 205 pounds going into that fight in theory. What are you doing? Yeah. KSI. <laughs> KSI. I've Look, I don't know if you... I've watched KSI for probably 11 years. He, I grew up watching him. That's, he's not a good boxer. Jake Paul would set him in orbit. Yeah. But, you know, th- I think this is a good thing to touch on because you and I talked about this you, you, boxing team with Jake Paul. This is what yeah. kids are watching. Yeah. They're not watching Gervonta Davis. They're not watching uh Tyson Fury. They're not watching Alexander Usyk. They're not yeah. they're not watching those people. They're watching mm-hmm. people like KSI and Faze Temper in a main event pay-per-view on DAZN. Yeah. That's what they're watching. They they're not they're not watching Ryan Garcia. Right. Like it's it's sad or Shakur yeah. Stevenson. They're not watching those people. And that's the good stuff. Yeah. And the problem is Boxers don't fight the best. That's 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 the problem. Yeah. And the fact that we're getting Ryan Garcia and Javante Davis and it's signed in April, that's legendary. Yeah. I'll buy it. Screw it. But yeah, yeah man, that's all I got. That uh, this yeah. is it. This is it. I'm not saying anything else. Nothing else is gonna come to my mind. Anything else yeah, from you? No, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks for watching. Uh listening wherever you uh wherever you find this stuff. Um but anyway, that'll do it for us right now. Uh, you can find us back Tuesday for the review of the event and more news. Peace out, y'all.